Welcome back to the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I'm an automotive columnist for Bay Area News Group, and I publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and friend is Bruce Aldrich. And last week at the LA Auto Show, we became aware of a a fantastic, um, very involved process of um, Corvette Heroes, and it's involving just a great background story that we're going to get to uh, with our guest, Chris Mazzelli. And Chris, thank you for taking the time to be on our podcast. Um, We just can't wait to sink our teeth into this. So thanks for being our guest. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And uh, I love talking about this stuff too. Okay, great. Could you give us an an overview, please, of we know uh, somewhat about Peter Max, but the history of how this came about with all these Corvettes and they were in a warehouse sure. and all this thing and how, how this whole charity came about, if you could give us a good overview. Actually, uh, it's, it's quite the interesting story, and it's really the, the greatest Corvette barn find in history. Yes. Um, VH1 gave these cars away in 1989 when they were fledgling network. Um, one guy won all 36 cars. Uh, he was actually from Huntington, Long Island. How do I know that? It was a town right next to where I grew up. And I was mad because I felt that he won my cars. <laughs> gotcha. So I've always had attachments to these cars since they were, they, they were first given away. Um, I'm a big Corvette and, and car guy. My dad worked for Chevrolet as a kid. He was a street racer. Uh, so I've always been around cars my whole life. And in particular, I love, you know, Corvettes. Uh, so the cars were given away. This guy and he sold them very quickly to the pop artist, Peter Max. Yes. Peter Max had this grand scheme. He was going to paint the cars and then auction them off at Yankee Stadium. Well, he never got around to doing that. Thank goodness. So the cars were moved around from different garages in Manhattan uh, over a period of 25 years. And there were two families that had known about these cars who were real estate and managed garages uh, called the Heller family and the Spindler family. They were trying to buy the cars for a long time. And just by fluke, one of the members of the families, about five and a half years ago, I was showing one of my cars, a 71 Big Block Corvette, a survivor car at a car show. And when I came back from getting a bottle of water, he was underneath my car. Literally, I saw feet sticking out from the back of my car. So after about 10 minutes, he popped his head out. He goes, oh, is this your car? I said, yeah. He goes, can I ask you some questions? I said, sure. So he asked me a bunch of questions about that car. And then he... uh, started asking questions about a 53 Corvette, a 54 Corvette, a 55. And I said, are you talking about the Peter Max collection? And his face dropped down to the ground. Mm. And he said, yeah, how'd you know? I said, well, there are not mm. a lot of collections that have a 53 and a 55. They're two rarest years in Corvette. Yes. So I made 353 and 755. And he said, well, my family's trying to buy them. Would you help us? Would you consult? So I said, sure. So my business partner and I from Dream Car Restorations went up to look at the cars. They were in a garage in Upper Manhattan. All 36 cars. Oh, my gosh. in dust, pigeon dew, crud. You know, they had been sitting there and just moved around for years. So literally, we walk in, we turn the lights on, and I see these cars sitting there. And the hair stood up my arms. I couldn't believe it. I was like, this I can only is imagine. unbelievable. Unbelievable. And the first thing I went did to check if the 53 was a real 53, which it was, number 291. So my partner, Dave Webber, and I dove into these cars and started checking, you know, all the engines. When I first wanted to see, are there any fueleys, any big blocks, any rare pieces, you know? And the two rares, as, you know, I said earlier, the 53 and 55, but there's some really good cars in there. So, you know, after spending two days, and, and I look at about four to 600 cars a day online, I track what things are selling for, 
you know, check out all the guides. You know, I basically came to them and said, if you want to buy these cars, this is the number that you should buy them at. Uh, so they were able to buy the cars. And at first, they just were going to pay us to do the restoration, and they were going to, you know, fix the cars up and sell them. Um, I said to them, I go, you know what, I produced some TV. I said, I think you have a series here. I said, but I think a lot of people know about these cars. There's a unique history here. Uh, and I have a good relationship with History Channel. We should go in and, and pitch something to them, you know. I said, we should line ourselves with a production company, of which I know a couple here in New York, and then go in and pitch the series. So we wound up hiring this company called Bungalow, uh, Bungalow Media and Entertainment. What's interesting about that company is the guy who's the CEO is a guy named Bobby Friedman. Well, he was the executive in charge of VH1 who actually greenlit the sweepstakes 25 years earlier. Oh, my gosh. He signed off on the contest when they first gave the cars away. So it all kind of came full circle. And uh, we went to the History Channel. We had a great pitch. They bought the show right in the room. They loved it. Um, and what they had said is, is there a way to kind of uh, tell the Corvette story, like getting into the story, in a unique way that hasn't been done before. And I said, yes. Yeah. So as a matter of fact, I never made an 83 Corvette. Why don't you let me design one? I have a lot of old books and magazines. I'll sketch it out and have my guys in the shop build it, and we'll complete the collection. And they said, oh, we like that. So that was the pilot episode. I actually, you know, I'd sketched out what I wanted to build, and I had a lot of old, like, prototype models and, and out of print books. And I actually sat down with Dave McClellan, who was the chief engineer at the time, kind of picked his brain on what they wanted to do and didn't, were not able to do with, with which became the 84 Corvette. Uh, and we built this car. And that wound up being the pilot episode, w- which aired in July of this year. It went well, and at the same time, we were filming six other episodes. And Chris, those, uh, if, if I could stop you just there. Yeah. <laughs> if I could stop you for a second, you got so many questions I need to answer as, as we're going here, but I've been letting you go. Anyhow, the... Fire away. Yeah, that was interesting, though. I had never heard about the 83 story. What, so what? Where, where was your inspiration? Where did you... What did you start with? Did you start with a you know an eighty four and then build from there, or what'd you do? Clean slate. So that's a great question. So my personal feeling when that car came out, the eighty four, which would have been the eighty three, as good as the car was, and it was pretty well received, you know, for its handling, you know, the structural rigidity. Uh, a lot of people felt it was devoid of the characteristics of Corvette. You know, if you look at a C three and a C four. The body on the C3 is a much better looking car. So I felt that it needed some of those design elements in it. Uh, so what I wanted to build is a 30th anniversary car and have design elements from the previous generation. So what I did is I started with an 85 as opposed to an 84 because the 85 had a better engine. It was a two-port injection as opposed to the cross-fire injection with a carryover from the 82 car. Um, and I knew I could build on that engine. And then also the, uh, with the Z51 package and the 84, they were very, very harsh. Yeah, so they softened the suspension in 85 by 17%. So that's the car I decided, you know, to go with and build on. Um, so we bought an 85 car with fairly low miles, but the guy had like stripped it down. He's getting ready to paint it. So it was good for us because I wanted to paint the car, uh, pearl white, pearl, because pearl's 30th anniversary and white and with a red gut to pay homage to the 53 car. Uh, we also made it a split window, which is really cool. If you Google a car, it's called Christmas, 83, 83, it'll come up. We did a, a pretty trick build. 
Uh, and then the side vents in the front, we changed to look like a 73. So it had design elements in 53, 63, and 73. Then we also peaked the fenders and the rear quarter to give it more of a C3 look. Um, and then I also um, flared out the wheel wells uh, and the front fenders and the rear quarters to kind of have a better stance uh, and to have it look like the 70 and up vents from that time period. Sounds uh, good. And then yeah. lastly, we, yeah, no, it's, it's a cool looking car. We, um, yeah, the 80, wise, I didn't do much with the seat. The 84s yeah, were pretty, dark. pretty, pretty angular, pretty, uh, you know, opposite of, like you say, the C3s. So you, you softened up the, the newer body. Exactly right. That's exactly what we did. And then, uh, I was not a big fan of the digital dash. So we had this company build us uh, custom gauges. So we pulled up the digital dash and put in analog gauges, which looks fantastic. Uh, and then lastly, we addressed the drivetrain. I mean, you know, 230 horsepower in 85 was fine. You remember, that was not a great time uh, for horsepower. So we put a supercharger on it, intercooler, chip, and changed the exhaust and took the horsepower to mid-500s. Now you're talking. So the car's a screamer now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it, it's... It's a fun car to drive. While we're talking, Chris, I'm looking at the website and uh, the CorvetteHeroes.com website, and I'm looking at this great picture. And anybody who wants to see a fantastic uh, display of all these cars, it's a great shot. It's www.CorvetteHeroes.com. And uh, just looking at that image, could you explain how all those cars are all in line like that and where the location is? It's just a a perfect picture to, to bring people into the site. So that, that particular picture, you're talking about the one out in the desert, correct? Yes. On the side of a side of a, yeah. So that was taken in uh, Arizona. And yes. That was back in the eighties when they were given the cars away. Is that right? So that shows what the cars were like, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really cool picture. Um, and you know, I mean, when do you see cars like that? Never. That's you why know, I that mean, really it's just, kind of, it's perfect. Right. Um, so Chris, yeah, could you no, take I, us, I could, could you take us into the, the transition into making this a, a sweepstakes and, um, you know, what, a, what a great sure. thing to do. And, um, you know, I don't know how it's all going in terms of people entering and, and some of the business of, of having this idea, uh, and what a great thing to do. So take us into that. If, if you couldn't explain what's going on there and, yeah, no uh, problem. Uh, sure, please, please take sure. it away. At one point, you know, uh, early on, we started talking about doing something with a charity and aligning ourselves with a charity. Yes. Uh, and we all decided we wanted to do something for a military charity. It's kind of just fits Corvette military, you know. So we decided on National Guard Educational Foundation. So all the proceeds go to the National Guard Educational Foundation. Uh, and Great. then, you know, in doing the cars for the TV show, I was like, you know what? Let's make these cars, some of these cars, better than what they were. So the 53 you know, was kind of a basket case. That particular car, we did a 4,000-hour restoration on it. Wow. Um, 4,000 so hours. It's, Holy. it's a true number one. Yeah. It, it's a true number one car. Every single nut and bolt in that car is correct. Um, the guy who built the engine uh, has worked on over 153 and 54 engines. So we, we did everything right on that car. You know, some of the other cars, like the 69, was the basic small block car, wasn't in great shape. Uh, it was yellow with a saddle gut, and I figured, you know what, let's build a ZL1 replica. So we put a 427 big block with aluminum head, sprayed the block to look aluminum, you know, and built out this, this monster ZL1 replica, which came out 
awesome. Uh, the 67 yes. was another small block car, and we decided to build a replica of a very famous race car here in New York called the Co-Motion Corvette. Uh, sad story, it was originally an uh, L71 435 horse car. They dropped an L88 in it uh, when they first came out. It was an over-the-counter engine, and the owners, guy Charlie Snyder and Joel Rosen, of Motion Performance, built that engine. That car was untouchable in the New York area. It never lost a race. Wow. Unfortunately, the owner got, got drafted to Vietnam and got killed a month after being there. So his family and friends took the car and campaigned it in his name. And the car is a national record holder. Actually, it was running, get this, in 1968, 1084s, which is insane. I mean, that, that's fast today. Yes. You know, um, but for back then, I mean, that was a, a beast of a car. You know, so there's some pretty cool cars in the collection, you know, and the neat thing is, you know, like I said, they're all being given away. If you go to, we'll see the CorvetteHeroes.com or the LostCorvettesGiveaway.com, and, you know, you can make a donation, which is 100% tax, tax write-off uh, to the National Educational Foundation and win one of these cars. You know, there'll be 36 cars, uh, 36 winners, which is pretty amazing. And I, I've lost track of it now. Is this is the giveaway going to be over a period of time, and and uh, how is that process? Is it going to be notifying people by email? Is it going to be a big production somewhere? Or how how are the people going to win their cars? So, and how will they know? Great question. Um, the cars going to be given the the end date for the sweepstakes is April thirtieth. Mm-hmm. They're going to choose the winners in May, and then by either by by mail, email. Uh, phone, um, so they'll definitely reach the people. And then we haven't decided it's potential that there may be like a big giveaway here in New York um, at some time, or they'll just deliver the cars to the people. And the other thing is the taxes are paid for these cars. Oh, so people are going to actually win the car without any uh, any conditions, so to speak. Correct. So anybody Correct. can enter. I, I saw on your website, it's like. It starts out at three bucks for a for a ticket, I guess, right? And That's then, right. Then there's multiple packs mm-hmm. that you can buy Correct. it for discounts. So you know anybody can throw in three bucks if nothing else if they want sure. to. It's a sure. charity, right? That's right. That's right. That is that. You're exactly right. How was the series? You know, when you think about it, like a lot of people. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and how was the series on the History Channel? Apologize, I have not seen it. Uh, are they repeating it? Is it still in progress? I'm sorry I don't know about that. Um, what kind of reaction have no, you had okay. for the series? The, the reaction's been very good. The show's rated well. Um, six, the six episodes aired already, but we suspect they're going to rerun them, and they're also on on demand. Yes. Uh, but the numbers are very, very solid, and, and they also the numbers continue to grow, which is a good sign to me. People are finding out about the show and coming to watch it. This is a reality TV show like and the other ones, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you mean you're, really, in the, you're in the shop. The build of these, yes, it follows the build of the six cars uh, that we have at the LA Auto Show. So it's the 53, the 56, the 57, the 66, the 57, and the 69. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I think what I'm most proud of the show, it's, um, it's authentic. It's not like a gimmicky show. You know, it's just all about our love of cars and building the cars. I mean, there was definitely stress, you know, uh, in getting the cars done because, you know, the TV world, you have to hit deadlines, so you don't have the luxury of, you know, when the car gets done, it gets done, they got to be done. 
Sure. Um, you know, and also sourcing parts of some of these parts is not the easy thing. And, you know, we really did incur some serious issues. Like on the 69 car, it, on the onset, it looked like the paint was pretty good. We were going to kind of scuff it up and paint it. Well, when we started sanding the car, it all came apart. It had been hit. It was tons of crappy body work done on the car. And, it, you know, what we thought would be a few you know, days sanding the car wound up being five weeks sanding the car. So if you go look at that car at the auto show, it's got a chiller, chiller paint job. Um, but it just took a lot longer to get it done. Yes. Yeah, I looked at the cars at the L.A. Auto Show, and they're, they believe me, they are nice-looking rigs. That You did a very fine job on them. Chris, in, in, in certain areas... Yeah, I mean, uh, what we, go ahead. Please answer, huh? I was going to say, some of these cars, we didn't... Um, they, the paint was in good shape. We didn't paint them. Like, the 66, the paint was in pretty good shape. We didn't paint that car. The 56, which, that's an interesting story on that car. Um, it's a rare color called Cascade Green. Um uh, I, Jerry Seinfeld used it for an episode of Comedians and Cars Getting Coffee with Jimmy Fallon. Yes, uh, I saw it. Business, I know Jerry well. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a killer car. What I was going to ask, Chris, is that, you know, there are people who are Mustang, uh, people who are, you know, live and die Mustangs. There are people who live and die in all different kinds of niche cars, Bugattis, whatever it is. Corvettes, um, there's, you know, a passionate group of people who, who love Corvettes, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah, some years are better than others. But can you, is there a way to kind of put into a category what kind of people have Corvettes? I know the Indy, there have been Indy car, Indy 500 pace cars. They've been, you know, racing cars. What, what is it about Corvettes that, that uh, stands out to you? you know, I mean, I've always kind of been intrigued with the design, you know, and the kind of package they could put out, you know, for the money they were putting out. I mean, granted, there were some dog years where the cars were not great um, and they were underpowered, but I think that was kind of a hole in the industry, you know? Yes. But if you look at, like, let's take the 57, for instance. You know, the 57, when they came out with fuel injection and they had a 283, 283 horsepower, that car could compete with anything in the world at a much lower price. I mean, we're doing zero to 60 in six seconds and a quarter mile, 14 flat. You know yes. what I mean? That was moving. You know, I mean, you compare that to the 53, <clears throat> when that came out, the 53 to zero to 60 in 11 seconds. So you're talking about four, you know, five short years, they chopped a lot of time off that. You know, I mean, five seconds, zero to 60 is huge. Yes. You know? So, you know, and, and you, you know, if you look at where we're at today with the C8, it's a car that stickers are under 60 grand that can compete with the best in the world. You told about a car, you know, that the zero to 16, two eight, you know, and the quarter mile, like an 11 flat 60 grand world. You cannot compare to anything. There's nothing in that price range that can touch that car. You know, so I think they knock it out of the park with that particular car. So, you know, I always kind of intrigued with the design, you know, and the technology they're able to deliver at a good price. And that's because they're all by a big company. You know, the yes. metrics work out. They have, the money to put into the research but you know what like look i'm a car guy in general i mean i love mustangs matter of fact you know one of my favorite or two of my favorite cars of all time are the boss 302 and boss 429 mustangs oddly enough larry snow designed with the design of the c2 and c3 corvette left gm and went to ford to design those cars but you know even like the mustang today i mean they're fantastic cars yes. you know if you look at the performance you know you take like the mustang challenger the camaro what these cars deliver Price-wise, it's unbelievable. I mean, you know, people talk about the good old days. I'm going to tell you, here's a new selection. Now's the good old days. <laughs> you know, what you can get today, you know, 
even like my, my regular car, the BMW M550, I mean, I, this car, it, it's, it, and I'm not saying it's cheap, but for the money, what it does, and, and it's crazy. Yes. You know? I mean, what cars can do today, and it's just, it's, they're getting better and faster, you know? I mean, you know, people will question, well, the design back then was cooler. Yeah, well, there was also weren't the restraints back then, you know? We sat down to design cars back in the day. There was they're not worried about airbags or any kind of safety. They were just building cool cars. That's it. Yes, there's something to be yeah, said for that. Funny, sure. Somebody said to me at the auto show that somebody said to me at the auto show in L.A. the other day. You know, why can't they build cars that look like this with the chrome bumpers? And I said because because of safety. I said you know the cars have these collapsible motors for accidents and and if they hit people, so they don't kill people. You know, it's like chrome is not you know it's not not a collapsible element. You know. Yes. With a car with foam in the front, they're in big trouble, you know? Sure, it's heavy, so, too. Um, you know, it's like, I, I, yeah, yeah, it is. You know, but it's like, look, it's just, it, it's a great time to be a person who appreciates cars, you know, new and old, because the stuff they're coming out with now, is, it's just amazing. I mean, I'm sure you guys read, you know, they're talking about, it's rumored that the Halo Corvette, the top-of-the-line Corvette, which is going to come out in a year or two, is going to be called Azora. It's going to have 900 horsepower, dual electric motors up front, all-wheel drive, and zero to 60 in 1.9 seconds. I mean, that's insanity. That's faster <laughs> yeah. than motorcycles. Yes, it is. Wow, yes, it quick. is. What kind of car would you take out of those 36? What would you take home if they said, why don't you take one, Chris? You know, I mean, look, it, 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 it beats a 53. And the reason being, it's the first year. There are only 300 made. It's probably 110 less. And what's gone into that car? I mean, you know, it, 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 I would say it's probably a tie between that and the 69 ZL1 replica. 69 ZL1 is my favorite car of all time. They made two or three, depending on who you ask. We built a replica of a car that a guy named Roger Jutsky owns down in Florida. Uh, he bought it from the U.S. government. They had uh, taken it from a drug dealer and sold him for 300 grand in the 80s. That car today is worth $4 million. Wow. Oh my gosh. Ooh. The press, when they were testing those cars in 1969, they had an automatic with 48 gears. It was running 10 eighths. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Complete insanity. I noticed uh, a kind of a, a, cons- a conspicuous absence of, of prices in the sweepstakes, which is a good thing. And But if, if, if you could, do you have any idea if he added up all the cars? Is there a ballpark range of what the total package might be worth? What they're worth? Yeah. Yeah, probably a few million dollars. I mean, you know, if you look at the 53, you know, I mean, like, look, if someone would come in and, and uh, had to buy that car the way it sits today, it's probably half a million dollar car. I mean, yes. we have 4000 hours into it at 100 That's a $400,000 restoration. Forget yes. about the price of the car. Yes. Um, and I would put it up against any 53 in the country. I mean, every single nut and bolt in that car is correct. You know, the paint job, it, it, it's flawless. You know, the lines in that car are perfect. You know, it's better than it was, you know, the day it left the factory. Um, you know, and I actually think it was taken to an NCRS show, you know, um, it would top light. You know, it's a real deal car. You know, th- those replicas that we built, the 67 and the 69, you know, our cost to build those cars is a couple hundred grand, you know. So what do you put a number on those? Yes, really hard. 150, yes. you know. You know, so if you just look at the cars we have at the L.A. Auto Show, that's probably a million dollars worth of cars right there. Yes. Wow. Easy. I was going to say, do you have any idea at this point? Uh, 
it just seems to me that there, there's no downside to this. It's a win for everybody involved. Do you have any idea how the sweepstakes entries have gone? Uh, have people, you know, grasped onto this pretty well? And do you have, you know, any hundreds of yeah. thousands, five thousand, fifty? What what kind of numbers are we talking about? If if you can divulge that. That I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can just tell by being at the shows, people responding well because they, you know, they and I, you know, this the show. So I, I would think it's pretty, you know, healthy. You know, yes. Um, you know, I mean, listen, it's a cool thing. It's a good cause. The cars are, are awesome. They are you awesome. Know? And you know, look, it's not like you, you're entering a sweepstakes to win one car. Three six chances. You yes, going to be thirty six winners, thirty six cars. You know. And, the, you know, the other thing, too, is you could go check them out on the website. There's some cool stuff on As we finish more of the cars, there'll be more pictures of those those cars. How many do you have left? Yeah, you know, up there on the... Uh, like 20-ish. Okay. Okay. You're you know, but the, the, the bigger jobs are out of the way now. That's great. Yeah, well, the ones at, 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 the, at the, the LA Auto Show, those guys needed a lot of work, you know. Well, I think it's uh, probably a good place to wrap it up. Um, I just want to reiterate what a what a great project you're involved in, and I'm I'm not a veteran, uh, and Bruce isn't either. But certainly, we have friends who are, and um, you know, it's just a great thing, and it 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 I'm, uh, brings chills to my on the top of my arms too that it's it's going to a great a great thing. And yeah. Congratulations on your it part of that, and um, nothing but um, appreciation for what you're doing, and we'll. We'll do our share with our podcast and with my uh, website and with my column to to give it the its spread share the of promotion, sure. spread the word and social media and all that because it's just a fantastic thing. So, thank you, Chris, for being our guest. Thanks. Today. And, and, and listen, yes, oh, my pleasure. Let's do it again. You guys were awesome. I, I so appreciate you having me on there. You know, and I'm always happy to talk about cars, any cars. We're gonna, but this particular thing is really cool. We're gonna hold you to that, Chris. <laughs> Thanks again, and and we'll do no, our part. Do. Appreciate your help today. Thank you, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye now. Yeah, take care. Bye-bye.